Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the Diversity Do Podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher, marriage and family therapist, award-winning author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. Before we get started, it would be good to mention that Minneapolis holds a special place in entrepreneur and designer Houston White's heart. It's where you got to start. So whether it's laughing, uh, launching the Get Down Coffee Company or his new Houston White for Target collection, Houston takes immense pride in giving back and inspiring those around him. Watch Houston discuss turning passions into reality and the importance of lifting up the community on Target's exciting content series, Black Beyond, now playing on YouTube slash YouTube.com slash Target. And regarding the Diversity New Podcast specifically, for those of you who are interested in even more positive and encouraging tips and strategies beyond that which I share in podcasts like these, then feel free to reach out to me uh, directly or check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, recently recognized as an Independent Book Publishers Association Benjamin Franklin Gold Award winner for the unique way in which it addresses the often difficult topic of multicultural awareness and diversity, also recently published as an audiobook for your listening convenience. And I hope that no matter what your role is or your position, if you're a helping professional in any way, no matter what you're considering, potentially order diversity and clinical practice to help practice and learn encouraging strategies to meet the greatest variety of cultural needs possible for whomever you serve. And similarly, whether it be through my one-on-one relationship building efforts as a therapist or my informing and empowering efforts as an author and speaker, my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world one strengthened relationship at a time. All right. So uh, today I want to talk to you about racist heckling in sports. Now, in my most recent podcast, I offered a response to the incidents at the Little League World Series where fans were outraged by the apparent racist act of white players taking turns putting fake cotton on the head of a black baseball player. And I included uh, explorations of potential motivations and implications of the after that incident, not only on the perpetrators, but also the victims of that incident. Well, since then, another incident in sports has garnered national attention uh, and occurred at a recent college volleyball game between BYU, Brigham Young University, and Duke, where an African-American Duke volleyball player reported that she and her teammates were subject to shouted racial slurs, including the use of the N-word during the game. These offensive comments and slurs reportedly escalated throughout the game, growing into threats and causing the players to feel unsafe. Not only that, but one African-American Duke player reported that she was approached by a white gentleman after the game had ended on the way to the, the game team bus and told to watch her back. And informed of the potential safety concern during the game, BYU officials assigned a campus police officer to that area of the game to see what had happened or what might happen, but no perpetrator was identified at the time. Later, the university banned a fan believed to be involved in the shouting of racial slurs from athletic facilities moving forward. But since then, insufficient proof or evidence has brought that decision or the lasting impact of it into question. In addition, BYU Athletics issued an apology to the Duke team, reassuring them that the investigation would continue, as it is believed that the culprit may not have actually been a BYU student, 
And the BYU athletic director made public announcements after uh, before the the next day's games uh, by verbally declaring that offensive behavior would not be tolerated and calling for better behavior on the part of BYU students and its fans. So while the investigation continues and students, spectators and just concerned citizens weigh in on what actually happened and why, I again want you to encourage you to explore some of the potential contributing factors of this incident, as well as the implications on those involved. For example, consider the Duke volleyball athletes traveling to an opponent's campus, expecting to display the results of their hard work, practice and skills and hope that it results in a win. Maybe there's talk and encouragement among teammates of good hit, nice dig, and you got this. Also, among uh, the, the while we don't know uh, a record uh, of what of everything that was said between opponents, it wouldn't be uncommon for there to be a mix of opponent respect in the form of nice block, but I get you next time, and more aggressive interactions such as, why don't you just give up? You don't have anything on us. This type of language, both the encouragement and the aggressive tactics are common amongst players trying to do whatever they can to maximize the leverage that they can that they have to win. Now, also common is the reality that these tactics are used by the fans of many of these sports teams as well, encouraging a team with affirmations or even trying to encourage them with tough truths in hopes that they can spur them on to improvement. Then again, there are also tactics to discourage opposing teams, creating loud noises to just disrupt the team communication or even yelling things like you suck at specific players to distract them or even discourage them into not believing in themselves and hoping that they can help their own team gain an additional advantage. Now, there's debate about this, and some have used this reality to argue that this BYU incident of racial taunting is understandable and, and just a part of sports and shouldn't be that big of a deal. However, even if you argue that there are advantages and disadvantages to this aspect of verbal taunting in sports in general sense, the recent BYU incident highlights that there are no, no matter what merits there are to this kind of strategy, there is a line that should not be crossed. See, there's a difference between testing a sports player's focus by trying to yell and distract them with just loud noise and threatening their sense of safety as a person during the game and beyond after the game. See, that goes beyond sports. That is not humorous. It's not fun. It's not just gentle ribbing. It's not fair game and it's not acceptable. Students participate in sports to learn, to grow, to compete, to, to strengthen themselves by comparing their skills with those of other athletes. They do not participate to put their safety on the court and off in danger. Racist taunts are not just about the words being shouted and someone's self-esteem just not being thick enough, thick skinned enough. It's about the message that it conveys. And racist taunts convey a belief that others are of lesser value and of worth, and thus their safety and well-being don't really matter. That it's okay and even justifiable to verbally and physically threaten or actually harm them. Although I don't have a complete solution regarding everything that can and needs to be said and done in response to this incident, I can say that I appreciate the BYU athletic director getting on the mic in front of the entire crowd before the next day's games were played to declare that the incident was unacceptable, not consistent with BYU policies, their principles, standards of behavior, and thus would not be tolerated. 
Although unnecessary to some and simply inconvenient for others to hear, it sent a message that the incident was in fact significant, not just a personal problem or something that could just be forgotten about or dismissed. And it was better than what many experience in similar circumstances when officials say things behind closed doors, but minimize things publicly. That being said, I can also acknowledge that while words like these are a good start, it's the actions that follow that will truly send a message to the student body and beyond regarding whether or not this was more than just a nice speech or whether it was a higher standard of safety for all players that matters and will be maintained with actual accountability moving forward. Time will tell. It's also worth noting here that following this BYU-Duke incident, the University of South Carolina, their women's basketball team, canceled their season opener series, which would have involved a home game at BYU. Away game for them, home game for BYU. See, uh, on one hand, this decision seems odd to some in light of the fact that BYU apologized to Duke. They spoke out against offensive behaviors and even took steps to ban a fan suspected of shouting the racial slurs. However, on the other hand, while these steps are in the right direction, it is also understandable that the University of South Carolina student athletes may not want to be the first ones to test the efficacy of these efforts. Maybe they would rather not walk into an environment of unknown safety to find out whether there will be actual change or just nice words and more of the same. While there are never any guarantees in any environment, maybe they would rather take a lesser risk, play a different team in a different environment, and maybe revisit that environment after it's been shown to be more emotionally, mentally, and even physically safe. Some others have suggested that this does less to punish the few who shouted the racial slurs and more to punish the thousands of other fans, preventing their enjoyment of the sport. And I honestly have no reason to believe that all or even a majority of the fans were shouting anything offensive. And as a result, there's an aspect of which I agree with the fact that these decisions uh, and decisions like these impact more than just the perpetrators. That being said, I also acknowledge that it's not the responsibility of these student athletes to put themselves at risk of subjecting themselves to verbally offensive assaults and potentially physical threats as well just to not inconvenience others' ability to enjoy sports entertainment. After all, similar to any effective protest, it's often not until a large number of people are inconvenienced that a large number of people hold responsible parties accountable for taking whatever steps are necessary to bring about positive and lasting change. Not only that, but on a smaller level, not uh, those uh, officially responsible, if a large crowd knows that the behaviors of a few might negative, negatively affect them all, then instead of just the players and the officials trying to get the few to stop their offensive behaviors, there might also be pressure from the larger crowd telling those few people to keep it down or just stop altogether so that they don't always lose out. My hope for you, my hope for these athletes more specifically, is that they will be able to move forward from their uh, commitment to their uh, within their commitment to the sport and beyond. Focus more on honing their skills, building character, and maybe even strengthening their focus against random crowd noise distractions and less on safety risks and the potential harm from fan retaliation or just direct harm. I hope for you is that you would make the most of opportunities to encourage fan excitement and sports fun 
both through healthy team camaraderie and respectful competition, even including heckling that doesn't cross the line. Don't know where the line is? Understandable. The fact that you even care to stay on this side of the line and figure out where the line is, it sets you apart from those who aren't even trying. And hopefully, others will join in on your effort of healthy fun along the way. And with that, I'll say thanks again for listening to the Diversity Do podcast. If you have any pressing diversity-related questions that you'd like me to address in an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of a shame-free and empowering guest speaker or training on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity, then reach out to me directly at www.lambertsfisher.com. Also, again, check out my award-winning book, Diversity and Clinical Practice, available in paper and audio formats on Amazon.com. And I look forward to addressing as many topics as possible in future podcasts to help you improve as many relationships as possible at work, at home, or in your community. And as always, remember this, you don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. At Hy-Vee, we take pride of being part of the communities we serve. In 2021, we donated more than 14 million meals, and this year, we're committed to doing even more. For over 90 years, we've been the place that people turn in time of need, and we take that very seriously. That's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the Midwest to help families this Easter. To join our effort, simply donate when you're at the checkout. Together, we can make a big difference for those in need. Y'all know how important helping the community is to me, and let's be honest, our communities need us right now, all of us. People are always asking me, Shaletta, how can I make a difference? Well, I have the answer. XL Energy is putting on its annual day of service, and you can take part. It's happening Thursday, September 8th through Sunday, September 11th. There will be nearly 80 nonprofit projects where you can volunteer to pack meals for folks in need, put together school supply kits, and more. Join thousands of your neighbors along with XL Energy employees. You can even get your kids involved. It's a meaningful opportunity for your entire family to make a difference. To learn more about XL Energy's Day of Service project, go to their website at www.xlenergy.com slash dosinfo. Do your part to give back to the places where we all live and work. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. 
and understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being. At General Mills, our table is your table, and we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.